Hi there, we're your hosts Lee and Brendan. We hope you're doing well. In today's Living Care podcast, we'll be interviewing uh, Dylan Langley. But let's say they're leaving, but they're thriving and they're doing well and everything that could possibly be done for them is being done and everything in, is in place in a good way. So picture that and then picture how it is now, even with the positive changes that you've mentioned. What would need to change in your eyes um, to make that a reality? There's a couple of things. One, like there needs, um, the big thing I think is the support around that. Um, and when I talk about support, I'm not talking about, um, I know we keep touching on it, but I'm not talking about these workers doing everything for them. Yeah. I'm talking about these workers empowering young people to do it for themselves, creating that transition early, highlighting what the young people's goals are. Um, I know Better Futures is trying to look at doing that, but I still feel there's a long way to, and there's a bit of a gap in that. Like we're now looking at making sure that young people have um, forms of ID when they leave care and all that basic stuff. But what about, what about their goals? What yeah. about their fitness? What about making sure that they know how to cook, clean? Yeah. Yeah, those yeah. real independent skills, yeah. those are the things that I think could work on. But even outside of that, what yeah. are their dreams and aspirations? Yeah. yeah. Um, and then how can we help them get to that? And that's where it's going to vary from young person to young person. Yeah. But it's about working, it's about sitting down with each young person, not just once, but sitting down with them at the beginning, working that out, and then walking alongside them to help that. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be a worker to do that. Sure, a worker can sit down, write out the goals, but that's where the community can come in. The worker could reach out and find a community member in with expertise in that field to be a mentor to those young people, to guide them along that path. And then the community is getting involved and you feel like a normal person again. You're not an outcast locked up in out of home care. You're now this young person that belongs to a community that's transitioning into an adult and making your own decisions, your own life. Yeah. Um, yeah. So very simply, that's one thing. Outside of that, I think, yeah, they need to be a bit more, I know young people, um, and I heard Erin mention it about how, and I've had the same experience, workers do everything for you. Um, and young people, I'll admit, like I did it, I think every young person does it, turns around and goes, well, I don't want to do that. I can't be bothered doing anything. We all have periods like that. Yep. But I yep. think the workers or community members as mentors could really try and give out that little bit of a nudge. Yep. Need to be gentle. Yep. Need to be yep. done properly. But I think there's a time and space yep. for that. Yep. Um, and I look at where I am today and I only got here because of the people around me. Like I've got support from friends, um, a li- little bit of family, but I also had mentors throughout that. I had a mentor from White Lion yeah. um, who really encouraged um, me to try different foods. Yeah. Um, and just kind of created that, experimented with new things, taking yeah. me out to different restaurants. And what it does is wow. create, create this new experience for you that then you go, oh, that was actually really good. I might try something else. Yes. Yeah. Um, yes. And it builds. It all helps you build to become a better person. Yeah. Like for me, as much as I'm passionate about this, I also have, I'm starting to find a passion for fitness and um, 
trying to improve my own health. But what I want to do with that um, is take that back to the young people yeah. and help them in the future as well. Yeah. I feel that's something that's missing. Like in yeah. care, I remember eating, we got takeout once a week, but outside of that, we weren't being taught nutrition meals or anything. It was the workers would either cook a meal or we'd end up having noodles or macaroni and cheese. Yeah. Um, yeah. Fried dim sims. Yeah. Whereas yeah. now it's like, I'm like, yeah, there's something really important about nutrition and the way that it ignites our brains to think. Absolutely. And it helps Absolutely. us feel better. Yeah. So yeah. it's like, that's something that should be shared with young people especially yeah. who are already feeling a bit low and yeah. down. If we can start doing that, then we can bring them up. Yeah. And I don't want to, there's been this big thing over the last couple of years about trying to move away from having young people just to survive when they exit care yeah. to try and have them thrive. If we aim to have them thriving, yeah. which is what you're talking about in 20 years time, yeah. If they fall short of that, they're still going to be well above that survival line. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. But if we set it to survival, they're going to fall short, That's and right. they end up fall, end up falling homeless, or um, yeah. in these real difficult situations, whether that again be on drugs or whatever else, um, bad mental health space. Yeah. Like because the support's just been cut, yeah. and we've just gone. We had this bar like the bare minimums. So what you're saying is if they set the bar at thrive and some just that, that you know, they won't just like um, survive, they'll be higher than the survive, which means they're in a better place already. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, love that. And I tell you, you remind me of uh, the CEO that said, yeah, he's a CEO of AIM, um, which is an Indigenous um, mentoring service. Um, yeah. I think it's based out of Sydney. But when I spoke to, uh, I can't remember his first name, Mr. Bancroft, but just when I was uh, doing the research for this back in 2015, he said, Lee, you know, um, I was I was never hearing when I went to university, he went to university, right? But as an Indigenous male, he never, ever heard um, the statistics about how many young people went to university that were Indigenous and did well. All he kept hearing in his degree was the amount of Indigenous young people that become homeless, the amount of Indigenous young people that um, get involved in crime. So he just kept hearing that. And the reason why he started that organisation, which I love that you're starting um, to think and get vision for and get ex like really excited about filling that gap for young people um, with their health and nutrition, because that's huge. That's huge. Um, and just like him, he, he, he saw that gap and said that, no, I just want it to be different. So I'm going to start an organisation and start the bar. You're going to university. This is how it looks, you know. Okay, so you're in this tape, but then there's, you know, there's expectation and that aspirational thinking. I totally love that. Yeah, yeah, I, lo I love what you you talk about. You know, uh, empowering, not enabling, because you know, once yeah. you know, once you start focusing on empowering, then you know that's where you're going to get results, and that's where you're going to get, um, you know, positive change. And 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 the opportunities that you talk about, you know, they they these young people should be given opportunities just like anybody else. You know, opportunities to to try different food, to go to a different place, to to you know um, you know experience different things for themselves, you know, different experiences. You know, that that's part of growing up. You know, like and they should have those be exposed to that rather than you know giving you know other things that they might just be you know 
hand it to. I, I love uh, you know when you talk about that because that's the only way you, know, you, you were saying yourself. You know, you, if you try a different food, oh, actually, I, I like that. Oh, I want to try something else. So you know, but if you don't give them the opportunity, then they're never, never going to find out. So they pride um, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and you know, everyone goes on that journey, that 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 health journey. I know we have as well. You know, and then you know, oh, yeah. you know, when you when you start the change, you, you feel like so you good. just feel so much more energy. You know, you just feel more, you know, just uh, better about yourself, like you said. Yeah, so making better choices. Absolutely. You may have already covered it, but, you know, like with, with us and starting, you know, the looking at piloting, you know, Thrive Peer Coaching next, next year. So, you know, what, what do you think um, is something, one thing that we could include, which we may have already covered, but may include to make it really super yeah. helpful for these young people um, to engage in the program? I think you're on a good path at the moment where you're doing these podcasts, you're hearing from, like you heard from Aaron, you're hearing from me. Um, you're starting to highlight that young person's voice. You're getting involved with different, you're creating your connections and expanding on that um, and calling on expertise from organisations that are already working in this sector. Yeah. Um, I think that's a really good starting point um, just to get your baseline and know what's already happening. As you said, you want it to be something different yeah. and you only do that by learning about what's already out there. Yeah. So I think you're on that track already. Yeah. Um, I think moving forward though, it's just about, I I see a lot of organizations bringing young people and get them to share their story, get them to be involved in designing something and then it's all done and dusted. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the real big piece is going to be having young people continue throughout this. Yeah. Um, yeah. Not just, like, if it's a consultation, fine, but be upfront about that, that there's not going to be anything else for them. Yeah. But I would really encourage you or anyone else to try and, um, within this sector, to try and have young people along that journey, walk it with you. Yeah. Um, have yeah. that lived experience the whole way. Yeah. yeah. To, one, hold you accountable, yeah. but two, to... Um, make it more relatable to the yep. audience that you're trying to tailor it to. Yeah. Yep. And yeah, I guess the third thing, which is, I'll touch on it here because it's also really important. Like, whenever you're starting something new, it comes with risks and it's a gamble. You yep. don't know how it's going to pay off. Yeah. You don't know what it's going to be like, but you got to take a chance. Yeah. Um, yep. I had a young person the other day come to me. Um. And this, they showed me a message around lockdown and how they're really missing um, some of their loved ones. And they reached out to me asking if I could give them a hand um, trying to create that change. And what they've done, they've created a Facebook page. They've created a Facebook group. It's called Loved Ones Australia. But, um, and they're just trying to get that out there to try and promote how important it is to... Um, reconnect with our loved ones and open up a bit more that like for those that are fully vaxxed um, I'm not I'll say it because I'm not for or against I believe it's a personal choice but like for the in terms of the government saying you get more freedoms if you're fully vaxxed and everything um, I think it's really important that if you are vaxxed you should be able to see your family um, and that I, 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 I personally believe that everybody should have that right regardless yeah. But 
with the government saying that you should be vaxxed first, then so be it. Those that are vaxxed should have that right, yeah. should be able to. What's holding them back? Yeah. So I really like the fact that this young person came to me and they've taken it on board to try and create the change themselves. I love that. Yeah. Very much that. like what you guys have done. You've yeah. created this and you've taken a leap. It's what I did. I started, I had no idea where this would go. I didn't go seeking the awards. Um, but it just comes naturally and you've got to take that chance. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think that's probably the important part is taking the chance, making sure that it's relevant and having the right people involved. That's right. awesome, yeah. Dylan. And I, I would, I just love your encouragement, and I love what you, um, when that young person came to you, that you just encouraged him to give it a go, like take a risk, do it, and now he's doing that to connect loved ones because that's the biggest thing right now, the level of loneliness yeah. in community. Yeah, absolutely. People just living alone and feeling, um, you know, that yeah, that disconnect, which is what you talked about. It takes a village. Um, to raise a child it takes a community to be connected and we've just been disconnected and it's just great i love i love that you're championing championing people like that um, yeah like when the things that. happen i have no issue trying to promote that like i hope you guys don't mind that i use the name of the group no, no, say, um, it again. Page, but... say it again please <laughs> so it's under loved ones australia just on facebook um yeah they've asked for people just to join in like the page but like it's these things when people come to me with an idea yeah. and they're prepared to act i love that yeah, yeah. That's it's great. really important because it shows that they're showing something that they're interested in yeah like you guys would thrive peer coaching yeah. yeah i love that you said to us the other day it was really encouraging you like lee i thought you were starting small you guys and then three <laughs> months later you know we still feel small but that's okay but like from your perspective you started a podcast yeah. Little things happen as you start, hey, Dylan, don't they? They just... Yeah, uh, it kind of picked up pace quite quickly. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. but that's the thing. It's I feel like it's funny. It's, I don't feel like... Um, I know we started the business, but it's like it's taken its own um, as we speak to young people yeah. and also, you know, foster carers as well that we've known. It's just taking a different like different paths and we never thought it would yeah. for me. So yeah, it's just absolutely. interesting. And even yeah. speaking to Heidi, who you know, and just others, it's, it's, it's great. And I was... I was looking at my notes for the first time just then, just saying. <laughs> so, but Dylan, I, you touched on your business and now that we're coming just towards the end of the um, podcast. Yeah, so I've got my website. It's now nothing fancy. It's just under my name. It's under dylanlingley.com.au. Um, hey, can you spell your name out for our listeners just as this gets yeah, up? So it's Dylan, D-Y-L-A-N, Langley, L-A-N-G-L-E-Y. And yeah, it's just kind of taking up from there. And what I do, what I, so I don't sound like a hypocrite um, while I'm talk, saying go and get young people involved. What I've really done with each resource is talk to young people, got their thoughts, made sure it's still relevant. Like I've got my own experience and my own thoughts around it, Yep. but I still want it to be relevant today. So I need to keep changing that content yeah, to wow. be relevant and relatable to the audience yeah um i also go and check in with foster carers and ask them um how are you going with being a foster carer what what do you think needs to be included yeah um and try and encompass that side of it as well so it's not just a young person going everything is shit it's (laughs) um this is what needs to change it's also coming from 
a foster carer's perspective going, it'd be really good if someone could talk about this. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then I put all that together, try and make it look neat, encompass my own experiences, using my own examples. Yeah. So it's really about bringing those key stakeholders all together. Yeah. yeah. And I like that. Um, somebody said when I was doing social um, entre entre entrepreneur course back in 2015 as well for nine months, they said something with the NAB. They said this, Dylan. They said, fail forward. I remember going, every performance thing in me went, no, no, I can't fail forward. I can't do, you know, I don't want to fail. So I won't start. And so I tell you, that stopped me from starting back then because I was so thinking, what if I don't get it right? What if this is wrong? What if this is... So, you know, the analysis of paralysis people keep telling me about just start. And um, I keep getting encouraged with that because when we do that and we don't know everything, but we're starting and we're doing our very best, some things happen. Yeah. So Absolutely. My, I think yeah. I think the important thing around that, sorry, would just oh. be when I think about failure, it's like, yes, failure, like... It's important to fall down. It's important to have something flop. But is it really a failure if we get back up and no. try again? No, it's not. I, I think the only time we really fail is when we give up and stop trying. Yeah. yeah. As long true. as we get up and we keep going, then we haven't failed. We've learned something new. That's There's right. a new learning in that. That's right. But we keep going. And but I do take your point. Like we all have this internal fear of failure and it holds us back. Yeah, that's yeah. true. And I can I can hear, I don't know, the critics in, like I remember talking in mental health and in young people, the amount of like the critic that you hear too sometimes is just, oh, but what if you get it wrong? But what if you get it right? Yeah, but what if what if you're wrong that you're going to get it wrong? What if you actually get it right? What if, what if Dylan, it just goes so, so much further than what you ever thought? And what if it, it's about that young person in front of you? What if it changes it for that foster care or that residential worker? And that residential worker goes on to be one of the most favoured workers in that actual residential unit because you decided to stop one day and say, hang on, I'm going to start this. So, yeah, I love it. I love that. So just in um, closing, thank you again, Dylan, so much for speaking to us today. Um, yeah. So appreciate it and Thanks. really appreciate it. And just in closing, um, I'm saying to those listeners out there that could your voice be what's missing from the leaving care system? system and um, perhaps you like Dylan as you heard today um, you know you've wanted to speak up before you've wanted to do something in that space and you're just not sure how to take the next step exactly so I'm not saying we're the only step but we're one of the steps um, starting Thrive Peer Coaching in 2022 there's lots of twos in there um, yeah we're going to pilot and launch Thrive Peer Coaching like what Dylan said with the lived experience of young people in our corner and um, really listening to the youth voice and starting um, Thrive Peer Coaching, which is supporting care leavers through peer support. Um, so I just encourage you to get in touch with us by um, email or on our website, thrivepeercoaching.com.au. We're also gonna have Dylan's um, uh, website with his permission. Actually, Dylan, can we put it in the session notes? Yeah, absolutely. And, and so people can grab that on TikTok, Instagram, um, Facebook or YouTube or um, Anchor Podcast. Yeah. We'll put that in our session notes as well as um, thrivepeercoaching.com.au. And we want to wish you all the best for this Sunday. Have a fantastic Sunday. Yeah. And um, it's bye until next Sunday from us. And Dylan, thank Thanks. you so much. We'll be in touch soon. No worries. Thanks for having me. Take Thanks. care.